to him once more as you make him just real before him and you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, he is here. Amen. Father, we thank you that you are here, O oh God. Because we know that when you come, O oh Lord God, you change situations, Lord. You change circumstances, O oh God. But we in ourselves can never do it, Lord, but you're the only one that can do it, O oh God. So, well, Father, we're grateful to the Lord this evening, Lord. You, you've granted us the privilege, Lord, to once again come into your presence and, and to know that you are here, O oh God. Father, Lord, no man can know, Lord, how, how to solve every situation, every problem, but you can, Lord. And Father, this evening, you are the only one that knows every heart here, O oh God. You are the only one that knows the depths, O oh Lord, of the pains and the hurts. And you are the only one to know the issues, O oh God. You are the only one to know what is our, our in the doors that has never been opened, O oh God. No man knows but you alone, O oh God. And Father, you are the one that reveals, Lord God, your word. And you are the one that moves in hearts, O Lord, and changes things. O Lord, we just pray tonight, O oh God. That as you are here, O oh Lord God, may you speak as well, O oh God. As you are here, O oh God, Lord, may you hear, O oh Lord, and may you be the one, Lord, to, to fulfill your word and bring it to pass this evening, O oh God. God, we just want to surrender and yield ourselves to you this evening, O oh God. And we just want you to have the preeminence in our midst, O oh God. Lord, we come at the service into your hands, Lord. We pray you take control of it, O oh God. And move in the way that you desire to move this evening, Lord. We ask it all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, musicians. God bless you. Amen. 
Man, she greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. She's glad to be here again this evening, and it's always a blessing and a privilege to be able to stand here and, and speak to you all, amen. And we always appreciate the opportunity to do that, and, and we're grateful to, to be called this evening to do that, and we're trusting in the Lord for the service, amen. Man, we really appreciate the Lord how he moved this morning. God bless you, Brother Ed. He is of all in all. Amen. We can go around with the boat, and without a pitch, I tell you, we're sinking. Amen. We're not going to be able to make it on life's journey, but we thank him for the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I believe we're living in an age that, I believe one of the things that we need to emphasize, obviously, is revelation, but revelation cannot come without the Holy Ghost. And I believe it's a season that we need to really, I believe many people here have got the Holy Ghost, but let me say, let's get a refill in all of us. Let us never stay where we are. The Holy Ghost is very important. Amen. I've been through the messages, the token, and been through the series where the Branham took on the Holy Ghost. And I'll say the church needs the Holy Ghost name than ever needed before. Amen. Amen. Well, we'll serve you. Keep your stand. Let's take a Bible. Say amen. And Amen. Let's go to the book of First Samuel. Amen. First Samuel, First Samuel, chapter sixteen. We read from verse twelve to go to verse thirteen. First Samuel sixteen, verse twelve to thirteen. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, and he sent and brought him in. And he was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the word. You might take his seat. Amen. We want to speak tonight on anointed to win. Anointed to win. Amen. But the Branham and the message, we have seen a star and have come to worship him. As he opens in a word of prayer, I just want to take a portion of his prayer, amen. And, and Brother Branham said, we thank thee to be the light bearers of this age. To be here ready to manifest the promised word for the age that we are now living in. Knowing that in the beginning you allotted, your word, you, you allotted out your word. Knowing the end from the beginning, each age you allotted your word to that age. Somehow we don't know how it ever happened, but in each one of those ages, as we look back upon thy word, and we see that there was an anointing come in that age that fulfilled that word. And in the, day, and in the days that we are now living in, there is an allotted word, a promise for this age. We believe that the Holy Spirit is here on earth now trying to find hearts to manifest and to bring to pass by vindicating the word that's now prophesied for the day 
an hour. So Brother Branham here is saying that God has allotted to every age a certain word. And in that age, there is an anointing that comes to bring that word to pass. Amen. And I believe that we are, you know, Brother Branham will say that the Holy Spirit is here and is searching. Amen. Is that a searching for a heart that will bring that word to pass or manifest that word. Amen. And I believe that in this age that we're living in, we are the predestinated hearts to receive the allotted word for this age. Amen. I don't believe there are any other hearts that are here to receive the word, but we are the predestinated one to receive the allotted word for this age. Amen. And the anointing is here to bring that word to pass in our lives. Amen. The anointing that has been given to us in this generation is here to do that. And I I want to say this the anointing is not going to fail are you with me this evening? The anointing is not going to fail. It's not going to fail to bring to pass the word of the Lord allotted for this age. Amen. Despite our weaknesses. Amen. Despite our sorrows. Amen. Despite the troubles that we go through. Despite anything that comes our way. Despite the disappointment that we may have in our lives. No one thing we know for sure is that the anointing is not going to fail. Why? Because when God started his program, he never started his program with a faith in his thoughts. When he started us on this journey in this Laodicea, he never started us on this journey thinking that we are going to come to a place that we are going to totally fail and totally, you know, completely be lost. But when he started on his journey, he had one thing in his mind that we are going to be anointed in this age to win any battle that we were going to face. Amen. That is what he started this age for. He didn't start us on this journey to save us that was to some point lose. Us, amen. He didn't place us here to be living in darkness, but he placed us here to be living in the glorious light of the hour of the revelation of the word and the sage. Amen. And he has now anointed us by the baptism of the Holy Ghost to be a victorious people. He has anointed us by the baptism of the Holy Ghost to be overcomers in this age. Amen. And what we have to do now is to be able to yield ourselves. To give ourselves over to him. Amen. Surrender our hearts, our mind, our thoughts, our body, our everything to him. Because if you are predestinated, the word is in you. If you are predestinated, you're going to respond to this message. The word is the seed of God. A portion of him is already in you. But now the anointing is here to bring it to pass. In other words, the anointing is here to bring it to manifest. But now what happens is that we get so many things in the way that stops the anointing from bringing the word to pass. Amen. Are you with me? So what we have to come to do is to be able to get ourselves out of the way. To come to a place that we can say, Father, you have anointed us for such a time as this. You have anointed us for such an age like this, amen. And you've done it for a purpose, amen. And if you've done it for a purpose, here we are as vessels of yours, completely surrendered and yielded to you so that you can use them. I think it was in the Bible somewhere that the prophet told the woman, go and get empty vessels. He didn't say go and get half full vessels. He said go and get empty vessels. Amen. That is what is needed in this age. Empty vessels. Amen. Amen. And in another place the prophet told him go and dig, dig, dig ditches. Amen. And when he said when you dig in the ditch if you find a log in there you throw it out. And the deeper you dig the more you get. 
Amen. Are you with me? And the anointing is here. Amen. But now the time has come to clear the channels. Amen. The time has come to move everything out of the way for the anointing to fulfill the purpose why it is here. Amen. See, the anointing is him. Christ is the anointing. He is the anointed one. Now, Brother Branham's told us that Christ had poured himself into the church. And the reason why he's poured himself into the church is for the church to finish his work. He started a work, but we are the one to finish it. Amen. He started a race, but we are the one to finish the race. Amen. That is what he's called the church to do. She has been anointed to finish the work. Amen. And we have read at the end of the book. And at the end of the book, we win. At the end of the book, we overcome. At the end of the book, every enemy is under our feet. At the end of the book, we are not a defeated people. At the end of the book, amen, we are going to have a body change, we are going to live this place, who is going to do it, it is the anointing that is going to bring us to that place Brother Branham will speak again on the message paradox and it says, now what is it, Christ coming to his body Christ is the word we all know the anointing is Christ that comes on the word that makes the word live. Is that right? Congregation says amen. That is the anointing. Christ is the anointing. The spirit that comes upon the word. That quickens the word to make it live. Is that now the word is in your heart. Amen. You believe in divine healing, whatever more. See, and Christ, the anointing, coming to his body. See the connection there? Just like a husband and a wife to become one. Now the church has got to get to the ministry until the church and Christ become one. He can anoint you for every blessing that is in the Bible. All of it is yours. Everything is promised at, 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 this, at this age is yours. Then if the anointing strikes that, it will anoint it. It's just here. Amen. If the anointing strikes that. Amen. If the anointing strikes that, it will anoint it. He said it's just here. So friends, the anointing is not something that we're waiting for. The anointing is not something that we we be expecting someone to go somewhere and bring it to us. The anointing is here. The anointing is already on the inside of you. Amen. The anointing is here. And I believe that we have come to the time that we have to release the anointing. Or allow the anointing to release the word that is on the inside of you and me. Don't ever come to a place that you think that you have fulfilled completely your purpose. So far as you are here, there's still more to give out. And it's the anointing that is going to do it. Amen. Nothing else is going to do it, but the anointing is going to do it. But you see, sometimes we come to a place where we are so scared of what the anointing can do. Amen. And we hold back. Because we are scared of what the anointing will do. But let me say this to you. If you receive the word of this age, the anointing is just going to bring to pass whatever the word says. The anointing will never take you out of the word. So you don't have to be scared of what the anointing will let you do. 
Whatever the anointing will let you do, it will still be in the word. Amen. It won't be outside of the word. It will still be in the word. Amen. Whatever the anointing will anoint you to do. Because you have the word. And if the word is on the inside of you, it will produce what the word says. Amen. 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 We're just trying to skip some few turns so we, we, we won't be too long this evening. Amen. We, amen. Now we know that we're living in an age, amen, that there are two seeds that have been planted, amen. As the parable will tell us in, in Matthew chapter 13, there are two seeds that have been planted, amen. But, you know, he told the parable away the sower that went forth and, and, you know, there was the one that the sowed the, the, the wheat, but the other one sold the turf. So there was two seeds that are now moving in the sage. Now, Brother Branham and, 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 um, and I think the, 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 the spoken word is the original seed. He will talk about, you know, there are three seeds. You talk about the Pentecostal seed. You talk about the, um, uh, the, the, um, uh, the Pentecostal seed, the denominational seed, and then you talk about the word. You said these have been planted, amen. But ultimately, there are two seeds. Amen. There is the word and there is unbelief. That ultimately, when we go back, ultimately, that's what it is. And that's what Brother Branham was saying. The word is going to bring forth the word. But the other two, which is the denominational and the Pentecostal seed, is going to bring forth it of its own kind as well. Amen. So ultimately, according to Matthew 13, there are ultimately two seeds that have been planted. And then these two seeds that have been planted, we know if you plant a seed and you water it, it's going to bring forth of its kind. Whatever is in it, that is what it's going to bring forth. Amen. And we know that a seed of unbelief, all that is going to do is going to bring forth a church that is lukewarm. A church that is formal. A church that is powerless. A church, you know, that, 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 that is just... That the has no, uh, that is just relaxed and living in a Laodicean, in a Laodicean type of life. That is the type of life that that, that, that that kind of seed will bring forth, a seed of unbelief. But now when you take the word and you bring it under the anointing, it will produce the life of Christ. Now the other seed won't be able to produce the life of Christ. Now it will have signs and wonders. Are you with me? It will have signs and wonders. It will have excitement. It will have everything in there. But it won't have the life of Christ in there. Amen. But when you bring that word seed under the right anointing, it will produce the life of Christ. Amen. And that is what we have received in this age. We have that seed on the inside of us. And the anointing is here to produce the life of Christ again. That is when you may face a red sea. And that red sea will have to give way. That is when your Jericho walls will have to fall. That is when you don't have to stay bound anymore. That is when oppression don't have to get a hold of you. And be the time to hold you and pull you down. That is when depression is not your friend anymore. Why? Because you are living on the anointing that is bringing the seed that is on the inside of you producing what is in there. Amen. Because the anointing has come to set the seed free. Amen. It has come to set the seed free. It has come to manifest the potential that is in the seed. That is what the anointing has come to do. Amen. It has come to release him. You see, it was the same anointing that in the beginning moved upon the face of the waters. 
Amen. There was seed already planted. Amen. And when that anointing moved, the scripture says that the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the deep. Amen. And when the Spirit of the Lord moved, the scripture says that then God spoke. And when God spoke, the darkness had to give way for the light to shine. Amen. When God spoke, the trees had to spring up. When God spoke, the grass had to come up. Why? Because they were already planted there. And when you came into Laodicea, there was a seed already planted on the inside of you. And when the Spirit moves, when the anointing broods over you, as it was in the beginning, it can't produce anything else but the Word. Amen. That is what you are living under. Amen. That is why the bride can come to a place when it's living under that anointing. That she can speak and the storm will have to turn back. Why? Because it's that same anointing brooding over the seed word of God. The seed gene word of God that is on the inside of you. That's why she can speak and the prodigal will have to come back home. It is the same anointing. That's why she can speak. Amen. And cancer had to disappear. It is the same anointing that you are living on there. Oh, Hallelujah. Amen. You have been anointed to win. Brother Branham said in the, in the message, Messiah, he said, Then when God was made flesh and became the Messiah, he said, And if we can yield ourselves to be the anointed like he was, we become messiahs, little lights. Is that that's what the church is supposed to be, lights, little anointed ones. That's God's church. His standing light, his standing light is the light of Messiah, risen Christ in his people, the anointed ones, carrying forth his light into all the church ages. It says sometimes it almost goes completely out, then it comes back again. God's anointed one, God's Messiah church. If Messiah, if the Messiah means the anointed one and means kin, then if the church is anointed by the Messiah spirit, it becomes a little, a lesser, but still a Messiah. Because it has his light reflecting his power, reflecting his glory, reflecting his dominion. Amen. So we are the reflection of the light of Jesus Christ. Amen. By the word that we've received and by the anointing that we're living under. Amen. Church, I believe that the time has come for us to move away anything that is in the way for the light to shine to its fullness. You see, you can project the light, but the moment you put something just right across it, you have diminished the power of that light. Are you with me? Amen. The moment you put something, just something little, just a little dot on it, you have diminished the power of that light. And that very moment that light is not operating, it might be having the full potential in it, but it's not fulfilling the fullness of its purpose. Amen. 
And we have the word now. We've received it. We've had it. We, 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 we've had the book like we say many a times. But now have we got something in the way for the anointing to reflect the word? Amen. Have we got something in the way for the anointing to reflect the word? Now you can plant a seed. But now if you plant a seed and you go and, and make a concrete, wall, a concrete platform on it, and you park your car right there because you want to make it your driveway. Well, I tell you, that seed is not coming out. But if you want to see that seed bring forth fruit, you're going to have to move your car out of the way. You're going to have to break down that concrete that you built. Are you with me? If you want to see Christ manifest, some of us have built many concretes. We've received the word seed of the seed, but we've built many concretes. And we put it right over on top of the seed. Amen. And we've made it our driveway and we just come in and go out. And the seed is crying out for life. It's crying out for expression. Friends, I believe the time has come for us to move those cars out of the way. And break the concrete grounds. And let the seed bring forth. Amen. Let the anointing, let me bring forth that seed, whatever is on the inside of it. Because you have been anointed to win. But so far as you've got a concrete on it, that seed is not winning. That seed is living in a defeated state. Amen. Because something is covering it, something is holding it back. But if you can move the concrete away, if you could tear down the walls, amen. And get the ground into the atmosphere. Bring it into the place where it can break forth of its kind. Then you are on your way to full victory. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes we, 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 we plant the seed and, and we see the seed growing as well. We have the grains ready. Everything is good and the seed is growing and everything, you know, is coming up. But you see, when something is growing, you don't stop watering it. Are you with me? You don't stop watering it because it's growing. Amen. But when something is growing, you keep watering it. Why? Because you want more fruit. You want, you want it to bring forth more. And then many of us have been on the journey. We're filled up the, with the Holy Ghost and we've got the Word and everything. And we all grow and... We can look back, you know, say, you know, I, I'm not what I used to be five years ago. We all growing. But friends, sometimes we come to play, we stop watering. We just wanted to be there. It's okay. We got some fruits. We've, we've been able to overcome this. We've been able to overcome that. That's okay. But we need to keep watering. The anointing must keep, we must keep staying in the presence of the Lord. Where the Shekinah glory is, the anointing must continue to brood over that seed to bring forth what is on the inside of it. We are all coming to our full potential, but we haven't fully got there, got there yet. We need to keep staying under the anointing, under the presence of God and that Shekinah glory for it to come to its fullness. Amen. 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 You see, David, you see, David was a man, and, and as we read in the scripture here, you see, 
if you back up a little bit, you know, David was, was, was a herd, a sheep herder, amen. Man, I'm sorry if it's a little broken up, but we're just trying to, 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 to just, you know, get everything in time, amen. But you see, David... David was, was a man that, you know, as a sheep herder, as a young man, and, and he went to the field and, and he'll do his work as, as, as a sheep herder, amen. And you see, David wasn't very much caught up with, 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 the, with the news of the age. To the point that a prophet came to a city battle and he didn't even know about it. All he knew was, I have to go out and take care of the sheep. And a prophet came to the land looking for a king. And guess what? He was the king. But he didn't even know that a prophet was in the land. You know, many of us are like that, David. Amen. We didn't know that there was a prophet in the land. We didn't know that we had a seed on the inside of us. And we didn't know that there was a prophet in the land that had a message. Amen. That had an anointing in him to quicken the seed that was on the inside of us. And we just kept on walking and going about our daily business. You see, that was the kind of David was. He woke up in the morning and, you know, the coffee lovers maybe had his coffee and don't mind today's going to be it's a hot day and why are we going to have to go take care of the sheep? I'm going to need maybe three cups of coffee today. Maybe David took his coffee and went out and, oh, as he's walking down these sheep, he looks, he's like, oh, sheep, Jones, looks like you're getting some wet on here. We might have to put you on dice. You know, he was going about his business, doing his work. And I believe maybe at some point during as the, as, the, as the evening was coming, maybe, you know, David will go and sit under the tree and, and he'll start to play his harp and, and start to create a certain atmosphere. Amen. Are you with me? He'll start to create a certain atmosphere. And as he creates the atmosphere, David started to think about the past victories. He started to remember how that bear came that day and tried to take that sheep and, and how he went out and, and, you know, was able to set that sheep free. And, and to think about the day that the lion came and, and he was able to set the other sheep free. And, you know, he's thinking about all these. And, and as he's thinking about it, the presence of the Lord just grows stronger and stronger all the time. And, and he's just playing harp away and is living in a certain presence, in a certain atmosphere. But as he's in that atmosphere, as he's living in there, he hears a voice that starts to call his name, saying, David, 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 your daddy is calling you. Now listen, David was living in a presence that wasn't wrong. But the problem with the presence that David was only recalling past experiences. Amen. He was only recalling past experiences. But down in a certain place, a prophet was in the line saying, David, you were called to a greater work. Amen. See, we want to bait our ways, and maybe we have gone to bait our ways. But I want to say to you, you have been called to a greater work. And your daddy is calling you. He is calling your name just as he was calling David. Say, David, come. There is a prophet here in the house, amen. And he's looking for a king. All of the other ones have gone before him. The Pentecostals have gone. The Lutherans have gone. The Methodists have gone. But they have all failed. And he's asking, is there one more? Is there one more? Are you with me this evening? Is there one more? Amen. 
And David walks into that place. And as he walks in there, the Spirit of the Lord moves. And moves upon the prophet. And the prophet stands up. The, the word says to him, he's the one. He's the one that I want you to anoint. him. I want you to know God has called your name. You are not sitting here because you came here. But because you had your name. No matter where you were at, you had your name. And you came to the place where the sacrifice was being made. And the prophet was there to anoint you. Oh, hallelujah. And he took the oil and, and he anointed him. And the word of the Lord says that the spirit came upon David from that day on. Oh, hallelujah. But I want you to know something. Before one drop of oil fell upon David, David was already predestinated for that purpose. Oh, hallelujah. Before you received this message, you were already predestinated to win. Before you received this message, you were already in the mind of God. Oh, hallelujah. The anointing came to put David in his position to fulfill his purpose. Hallelujah. And this message has come to put you in your position to fulfill your purpose. And you know what your purpose is? It's to win. You have been anointed to win. You are not anointed to be defeated. You are not anointed to be pushed around by the enemy. You have been anointed to win. And you have been called in. Your name has been called. The oil has been poured in on you. You have received the message of your day. Oh, hallelujah. To release the power that is in the seed. Oh, hallelujah. To release the power that is in the seed. Amen. Let me say this to you, David. You anointed us come. Has come to give you the strength and the courage to face the greatest enemy that is in Laodicea. And you know what that enemy is? It's the one that is fighting you in your mind. Even while you're sitting in the service, that is the greatest enemy in Laodicea. It is the enemy that is fighting you in your mind. Trying to tell you that you, wherever you are, you're not going to make it. Trying to tell you that you've gone too far. Trying to tell you that the situation that you're in, you're not coming out of them. He's fighting you in your mind. But I want you to remember this evening that you have been anointed to win. You have not been anointed to be tormented by the devil. Oh, hallelujah. The days of tormenting are over. The Lord has been shown them. Come out of the darkness. Oh, hallelujah. You may be one of those false lepers that's been sitting at the gate. Thinking there is no way out of the situation. Oh, but I tell you, it's time for you to take courage. Because you have been anointed. Them for that person, they were sons of God. They were children of God. But the enemy had held them bound. But they came to a place and said, we are going to face the enemy's camp. And God backed them up because they were anointed before the foundation of the world. You might be like the leopard that is sitting at the gate. 
Amen. He's sitting at the gate. Um, he's waiting for some crumbs. Um, he's just waiting for some crumbs. Just enough to make it through the day. But God's plan um, is not for you just to make it through the day. God's plan um, is to deliver you. His plan for that leper was for him to walk again. Because he was living in an age where an anointing had been released. And you were living in an age where an anointing has been released. You don't have to sit at the gate anymore. The word has come forth. Rise up and walk. Listen, this message um, hasn't got arms for you just to make it for two days um, or just to make it for just a week or two months. Um, this message um, has got what you need um, to pull you through to a rapture. But you're going to have to rise up. The leper, when he had the word, rise up and walk. He could have kept sitting there and be like, I'm not able, but he said, I don't know these men, but friends, if they told me to rise up, I am going to rise. Oh, hallelujah. That is the anointed that has been released in this age. Let me say to you, David, pick up your stones, amen. As these meetings are coming up, let me say to you, we are not going into these meetings as a defeated people are coming out defeated. We are going into these meetings knowing that we have been anointed to win. Are you with me this evening? We have been anointed to win. We are not going into these meetings um, for a partial victory. We are not going into these meetings to polish up a halfway Christian life. Are you with me? We are not going into these meetings to just get an excitement and emotion. We are going into these meetings knowing that we are anointed to win. And we are going in to claim our victory. Friends, the enemy have had you bound for too long. It's time for you to rise up and say, Oh, you've been anointed to win my battles. To win whatever I am going through. Let me tell you, God is still a healer. God is still a deliverer. God still saves the lost. He hasn't changed. But he's looking for someone that will take him at his word. You have been anointed. Come on, church. You have been anointed. You don't have to say where you are. Oh, hallelujah. You don't have to say where you are. As you come into these meetings, don't you come with just a little cup? Brother Moses spoke some time ago. Don't come with just some little cup. Come with the biggest cup you've ever had. Bring all your troubles to him. Bring all your knees to him. Clear out the doubts. Clear out the fears. See, the enemy will come to you and say, well, the last, the last meeting we had, you went in and you came out the same. Well, you tell the devil back, well, not this time. Not this time. Maybe the last one I went in and I came out the same, but not this time. Because I am realizing this evening that I have been anointed to win. And you have been squatting on my land. But now I am rising up to take up my place. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The time have come for some Caleb's to go to Joshua and say, hey, Joshua, 
my season is now. My season is now. Give me my mountain. Give me my mountain, Joshua. It was promised to me. I was anointed to claim that mountain. My season has come. My hour has come. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He's here to fill up your cup till it overflows no matter how big you bring it he's gonna fill it till it overflows it will overflow to your neighbor it will overflow to your co-worker it will overflow to your loved one that has lost them it will overflow it will overflow but you're gonna have to bring the cup you're gonna have to clean up that cup you're gonna have to empty up that cup Pull out every log out of us and come ready to be filled because you have been anointed to win. Oh, hallelujah. You have been anointed to win. Oh, hallelujah. Let me say this to you tonight. Now, Brother Branham says the anointing is not an emotion. Amen. We're not coming here for an emotion. Amen. We're not coming here for a workup. Amen. The anointing is not emotion. It's not about how much you say it or how much you run around. That is not the anointing. Brother Brown talks about the way people so tossed about him. He says some people get the wrong impression of, of, of what the anointing is. Did you ever think of that? When, when was the greatest anointing ever given to anyone? And what did they do when they had the anointing? He said the greatest anointing that was ever given to anyone was Jesus Christ. He said, we have the spirit by measure. He had it without measure. And he said, and one day he entered into the temple and picked up the scroll and read, the spirit of God is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the susceptible year, to bind up the brokenhearted, to heal the sick, give sight to the blind. And he said, a name we will think if such anointing was on him, that be that has been prophesied 800 years before that it will come. And here he was. With, with, that, with that type of anointing, the full blessing and anointing of the Lord upon him, he said, we will want to run around over the building, scream and hover. But the Bible said, he laid down the scroll and sat down on precious words, proceeded out of his maid. He said, that's what he done under the anointing. He said, the anointing is not emotion. But he said, the anointing is supreme power in control, knowing exactly what and how. See, that's what is here. It is not an emotion that is here. It is supreme power in control. Knowing what and how. Let me say this. Your victory is not going to come because you shout it. Your victory is not going to come because you run around the building. Your victory is not going to come because you know you were so emotional and you cried. But your victory is going to come when you cast the revelation. When you cast the revelation of what God's purpose is for the situation and for the place that you are at. That is what the anointing will do. It will bring you the revelation of what God's perfect will is. That is the anointing that we are expecting in these meetings. An anointing to bring a revelation of who we are. An anointing to bring a revelation of what we have to do. An anointing to bring the revelation of the situation that we are in. That is the anointing that will bring us to win. In the church age book, Brother Branham said, It is revelation that gives us authority over the devil. 
And that's what the anointing does. It brings revelation to overcome the enemy. Amen. You see, when David, oh, hallelujah. When David, when David came to the place that he got anointed and he caught the revelation of his purpose. Are you with me? When he got anointed and he caught the revelation of a purpose, it didn't matter anymore how big the enemy was. Amen. It didn't matter anymore how long that enemy had been boasting. Are you with me this evening? It didn't matter anymore. It didn't matter anymore how big he was, how long he's been boasting. The only thing that David knew hallelujah the only thing that David knew was that he was anointed to win let me say this to you it doesn't matter how big your mountain is it doesn't matter how big your enemy is it doesn't matter how long he has been boasting the only thing we know is that we have been anointed by this message to win that's the only thing that we know Oh, hallelujah. And when you catch that revelation, let me say to you, don't you tell, hold yourself bound up because of what Brother Branham said. Because the anointing brings emotion too. The revelation brings emotion too. Let me give you a scripture for us. John on the island of Patmos. He's there. He's weeping. Oh, no one is able to take the book. But finally, he catches the revelation that there is a man that can take that book and tear off the seals. I tell you, that man shouted at that he said everything that was down on the deep on the every time had him shout. The emotion will make you shout, jump, do whatever it is, the revelation, the anointing. But let me say the main thing is catch the revelation. Catch the revelation first and let the anointing do whatever it wants to do. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. That is what we have received in this age. The anointing, oh hallelujah, to bring the victory, amen. Oh hallelujah, let the enemy come forward. Let him come down in the valley. Let him come down in the valley. Little does he know that in the valley is where the bride is the strongest. Oh hallelujah, Goliath didn't realize that. He thought if I go down in the valley, oh they're going to feel this courage and down. Oh but in the valley is where we get down on our knees. In the valley is where we draw closer to God. Let us go down the valley devil, we're not scared about the valley. Because we already have a testimony of what happened to Goliath in the valley. So we can go down in the valley. No problem at all. Because we have been anointed to win. Hallelujah. We have been anointed to win. Let him go ahead and put on his shield. Let him go ahead and put on his helmet. Let him go ahead and put on his big boy, big bad boy boots. Let him go ahead and put it on. Because we have got shoes too. We have got shoes too. Those shoes have got enough joy. They've got enough joy to tear down prison walls. They've got enough joy to turn my sorrow into gladness. They've got enough joy. Oh, hallelujah. They've got enough joy. They've got enough joy to turn my beauty into ashes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They've got enough joy. 
turn my morning into dancing again. Hallelujah. Those are the kind of shoes that you've got on. We are not scared of them. We have been anointed. We have been anointed to win. Oh, glory be to God. You are anointed to win. Hallelujah. Let him go ahead. We are waiting for him in the valley. Let him go ahead and show up in the meetings. We are waiting for him. We are waiting for him. Because we have been anointed to win. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. They will give you the garment of praise. Amen. They will give you the garment of praise. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are living under the anointing. The greatest anointing that has ever been since Jesus Christ. You are living under it. Amen. Don't be bogged down. All you have to do is clear the channels. Clear the channels. Over these next couple of days, clear the channels. Clear the channels. Clear the channels. Because you have been anointed to win. I tell you, we're not expecting. You get what you expect. We had obeyed the message on Wednesday by unity. United under the Holy Spirit. Friends, if that Holy Spirit is going to unite us, it's going to unite us under the Word of God. And the word of God says that he that he has set free is free indeed. The word of God says that by his stripes I am healed. The word of God said, oh hallelujah. The word of God said that I am free, that I am delivered. That I don't have to stay in a prison bar. The word of God says that the Holy Ghost is for me. So as we come into the meetings, why don't we unite around that word of God? In unity there is power. You Could you imagine what would it be? What would it be under the anointing and all of us in one accord to say we are coming to this meeting not accepting defeat? Friends, the time has come. How long are we going to wait? How long are we going to wait? We might as well get started and say, we are coming to this meeting, not accepting defeat. If there is going to be a prayer line, we are coming, not accepting defeat. If there's a young person here that hasn't got a Holy Ghost, we are not accepting any defeat. But we are accepting the full restoration of the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. The musicians come. Hallelujah. You have been anointed to win. You have been anointed to win. Why don't you start to give him praise? You have been anointed to win. You have been anointed to win. Young person, you have been anointed to win. It doesn't matter what you're going through. You have been anointed to win. We're not going to let be, be pushed back anymore. Friends, we're not coming to this meeting to go back. We're coming to this meeting to move forward. To claim more victories. Are the trials going to come? Yes, they're going to come. Are troubles going to come? Yes, they're going to come. But friends, we want to face them in a different way. We want to face them different than we faced them ever before. 
and know that I have been anointed to win. It doesn't matter how long it lingers, I have been anointed to win. Goliath boasted for what, 40 days? But there came a day, there came a day that someone that was anointed showed up on the scene and said, who is that uncircumcised Philistine? Oh, it's time for you to show up on the scene and, and say, who is that uncircumcised Philistine? Who is that enemy that is trying to tear down my family, trying to tear down my children? Who is that enemy? I have been anointed to tear him down. We're not coming just backing down and being scared. We're coming knowing who we are. Knowing that I am anointed. We're walking through those doors. Not accepting anything else but victory. John Ryan came into that service. Say, I'm living this place with my eyes open. Maybe he left him and still he could see the symptoms. But deep within his heart, he has caught the revelation. And that's what we need in this meeting. Catch the revelation. Oh, hallelujah. Let's stand on our feet this evening. You have been anointed to win. Oh, hallelujah. You have been anointed something softly. You have been anointed to win. Don't you be afraid. Don't be scared. The trouble was given to you for you to overcome. The trial was put there for you to overcome. Do you think God didn't know it? Do you think God has caught a surprise that you're going through what you're going through? He knew it. He allowed it. Because he knew there's going to come a season that you're going to catch the revelation. And when you catch it, the circumstance won't matter anymore. It won't matter anymore. It didn't matter anymore to John Ryan that he was blind. It didn't matter anymore. He went ahead saying, praise the Lord for healing me. John Ryan, you're not healed. John Ryan, you're still blind. You can say, I still got my sickness. I still got my trouble. My loved one is still in the world. But when you cast that revelation, I tell you, church, it's not going to matter anymore. It's not going to matter anymore. Oh, hallelujah. You have been anointed. Anointed to win. Anointed to win. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. What are you playing, Sister Cassie? Sorry. Victory is mine. That's exactly what I had written down here, too. Friends, have you got the victory? You say, oh, I can't see you. Get it. You have it. You have been anointed. To win. Man, I'm not much of a singer, but we can try tonight and see a song leader up here. Amen. Hallelujah. Victory is mine. Sing that to him. Is mine all victory today? Is mine all right to say, John, to get me? This morning, or I didn't have a doubt, or I knew that the Lord will bring me out. So I got down on my knees. I said, Lord, help me, please. Or I got up singing and shouting the victory. Oh, victory is mine. Victory. 
Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, isn't God so good? Amen. As we said at the outset, we know what he has done yesterday. We know what he will do tomorrow. But what about right now? Brother Max was speaking, it just come to thought. What if we flip the script on the devil this week? Instead of waiting until he comes down and makes his boast and says, well, don't you know who I am? Why don't you already be down there in the valley standing there with a slingshot? When he comes on down the first time, say, hey, I've been waiting for you. 
And he starts opening. He says, well, don't you know? No, 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 no. I've been waiting for you. I know who you are. And it don't matter. Because victory is mine. It's already mine. Not, not, not will be. No, everything in the atonement, Brother Branham says, is past tense. Victory is already mine. Amen. I am more than a conqueror. Why? Because he already conquered and I'm in him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't got to wait for the devil to make a boast. We can just take God at his word and say, when he comes, I'm ready. Amen. If God put me in the valley, it's because he's got a victory for me. If God put me on the mountaintop, Satan don't drag you into no valleys. God brings you to the valley. God brings you to the mountaintop. Satan just happens to meet you there here and meet you over there. But he's under our feet. Hallelujah. I just had to read this because it's, it's from the message, the unity of one God in the one church. He says, but the working of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God in you, God sets on the throne of your heart in his control room, controlling your emotions, controlling your powers, controlling your conceptions, and making you one with him in fellowship and in love. God fills you with love. He fills you with power. He fills you with his spirit. He fills you with his own divine nature. Hallelujah. We're one. We're not a denomination. That's not the seed we received. We didn't receive the seed of a cult or some creed. We're one to further the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Then he then we take his blueprint and every time the blessed bible says anything the holy spirit in you cries out it's so it's my word let it be so hallelujah well the first song i had written down to sing after brother max preached was victory is mine but the second song was we're rising up so we've got a baptism tonight maybe as brother ed and brother joseph get ready for that why don't we sing that together we're rising up. We're a New Testament church. You can have your seats or you can stand. It's up to you. As I look out across the land, I see God's mind. As a bride of Christ adorned in her wedding gown. Thank you. That's better. Oh, just like in days of old, they stood in courage bold. They turned that old world upside down.
miracles are done I have some good news